Okay, so what happened was something got into the water at the beach club this season or this week, and they just never addressed it. I think Lori slash Rory did it. Welcome back to West Bev. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. And this is your Beverly Hills 90210 podcast, where we break down every episode of the 10-season show. Today, we're talking about Season 3, Episode 2, The Twins, The Trustee, and The Very Big Trip. Mary, what happened this week? David is back with his video camera, already filming baby Erin on the first day of her life. Steve helps the girl on the beach with her lounge chair. Her name is Rory, and she's cute. Steve makes plans to hang out with her. Steve and Brandon think they asked out the same girl, but it turns out Brandon asked out Rory's twin sister, Claire. Steve has a bad date with Rory and asks Brandon if he wants to switch twins. Brandon chews gum in an obnoxious way and says, (laughs) no way, he's not switching twins, but later agrees to switch twins. (laughs) Except the twins didn't switch twins. They just pretended to so they could teach Steve a lesson. (laughs) Callie holds baby Aaron for the first time, and that's cute. Callie loves her baby sister and has a renewed love for her family. She decides to stay home instead of going to Paris. Donna doesn't take the news well. She's really not excited about going by herself. Jim is super pissed at Brenda, who still hasn't come home. And Dylan is tired of playing house with her because she's just cleaning and cooking for him all the time and otherwise not doing anything with her time. Cindy tries to convince Brandon to reach out to Brenda, on his own, of course, just to see what she says. Brandon says he doesn't want to get in the middle of this fight, but later goes to see Brenda and tells Cindy and Jim everything she says. (laughs) Dylan complains to Brandon that Brenda is driving him crazy. Brandon says the name of last week's episode. Brenda shows up at home unannounced and tells Cindy that she's definitely happy, like happier than she's ever been. And life gets hard sometimes, but still, fuck dad, he can't tell me what to do. Cindy tells Brenda that respect is a thing you have to earn, and that's just false, but I guess I see her point. Cindy tells Jim that Brenda came over and demands that Jim listen to her about to handle this situation. Apparently, her strategy is to threaten Dylan's money and accuse him of statutory rape. Or, nothing happens on the condition that he helps Cindy and Jim convince Brenda to go to Paris. Dylan and Brenda go to dinner at the Walsh house, and Brenda acts like a brat. Sam, er, Jim and Cindy give Brenda a ticket to Paris, <laughs> and she gets mad. Dylan tries to convince Brenda to go. Cindy tells Brenda that she once had an opportunity to go to Paris, but never did because Jim. Brenda, <laughs> Brenda decides to go to Paris. <clears throat> Dylan tells Jim to never do anything this dickish again. He's a reasonable guy, and they could have just talked. Jim and Brenda have a heart-to-heart chat at the beach club. He tells her he hopes she'll take the time in Paris to think about the kind of relationship she wants with her family when she gets back. Brandon bitches and moans about Brenda's quote-unquote punishment and feels sad when she sees Andrea and Jay together. Um, Brenda and Donna leave the beach club to go to the airport, and everyone waves goodbye. The last thing Brenda sees is Kelly and Dylan walking off alone together. My my blood is boiling listening to this. Yeah, like, it's like when you put it in plain terms like that. <laughs> this episode was This episode was nuts. terrible. Yeah. Everyone was the worst version of themselves there could have possibly been. And really the only thing I can think of is like everyone got heat poisoning or so, like sun poisoning yeah. and just 
this was a fever dream and I want to pretend it never happened. Except Kelly, because she was the only one that was like, I love my family for really good reasons. I just had a baby sister. Because she didn't go to the beach club <laughs> because true. she stayed home with the baby. That's true. So she was never out in the sun because you can't just take a brand new baby out into the sun. <laughs> a brand new baby. Right. You can't just take it right out of the package. <laughs> I, I, okay. So, to, oh my God. To get right into it. Which your synopsis reminded me, David is filming a brand new woman on her first day of life. Yeah. Like, he is just like a new girl. Gotta start him young. Camera. Also, <laughs> hello, you. <laughs> my first comment was like, I'm so glad that David Silver does not direct my home movies. Seriously. Like, they are never going to get anything of Aaron because he's just going to be talking and be like, I didn't like my own voice in this, so I'm going to need you to take your first steps again. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, it's like an amateur documentary, and it's horrible. And at first, you're like, okay, ba oh, David. <laughs> like, cute yeah. babies. No. No, I like that, like, there's not really a big cut between uh -uh. the last one ending and this one starting, because, like, we don't know how long the labor was, but you can argue, like, if she's coming home from the hospital the next day, it's been two, three days, mm -hmm. you know, depending on insurance and whatnot. I don't know. I'm well, not even going to speculate. Well, and if, like, the baby had any complications or if, like, jaundice or, like, anything like that, we don't know if it was, like, a day or if it was, like, a week. I get the feeling that we are just supposed to accept that, you know, everything went fine, baby came out fine, nothing to worry about because, mm -hmm. like, Kelly actually seeing the baby mm -hmm. and like getting to hold the baby is how she starts feeling really connected. And I feel like if something happened to the baby yeah. or her mom, mm -hmm. we would have had to like, that would have been the right thing to see. Right. The attention would have been on Jackie more so than Aaron. Yeah. Well, or like if the baby came out and like had had a quarter wrapped around its neck mm -hmm. and was like very concerning, like I think that would have been a, you know, really a interesting story, story for Kelly to be like, oh my God, I almost lost this baby that... I, you know, never got to spend time with, and then I'm leaving. Like, what if something happens while I'm gone? Yeah, it's like, the moral of the story is she was always meant to bond with this baby. It was just a yeah. matter of how she bonded. <laughs> but, like, before she bonds with the baby, where she's just like, uh, you can just watch it poop and drool, and the only way you know it's a girl is because it's in a pink blanket. I was like, I mean... David was like, that's not the only way. <laughs> He's so gross. He's yeah. so weird. Right. Also... Just this was a weird side note about Brian Austin Green in this episode, but he was like weirdly tan for it being like the second day. Everyone of was weirdly yeah. like I mean the thing is they actually got to take some time off before mm -hmm. they came back for filming, which is why everyone's tan. But yeah, because mm -hmm. like Cindy looked good. Yeah. And I was she like, did look good. Girl, yeah. you haven't been going to the beach club like that before long. this. Yeah. Like the last episode it had just opened. Mm -hmm. And this is three days later. I don't know, but the sun poisoning theory totally checks yeah, out, right? Yeah, now it's starting no, to No, because Kelly's the only one who's still pale. Because she's still yes, pale, yeah. No, it's all a fever dream, and mm. none of this means anything. I would be totally happy if this episode was just a fever dream. <laughs> oh, my God. F for fever dream. Yes. That's a lie. I didn't actually grade it in F, but I might. I might take it back I mean, we and could do, do it later. D for dream, comma, fever. Who <laughs> like, said it actually has to be a plausible, like, phrase? <laughs> We're making our own rules now. I know. I do what I want. Yeah. If they can do this to these characters, I can do whatever I want. If Brenda can live with Dylan as a 17-year-old, I can do whatever I want and how I grade this episode. She's not living with him. She's shacked up with him. Shacked up. Oh, my 
God. I also really loved, like, I don't remember the exact order of things, but, like, the next scene is basically Jim and Cindy talking about yeah, how, it is. you know, Brenda's still living with Dylan, and Cindy is just like, Jim, yes. like, Brenda's in control of this situation. Yes. It's not us. That's literally my quote of the week. So, first of oh, all... perfect. Yeah. So, first of all, like, I think he calls... Brenda, daddy's little bunny fish? Yes, he does. I didn't write it down because I went speaking of baby girls and then like I just lost it. Yeah. Bunny fish. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, Mary likes that one. I'm dying. I'm sorry. He doesn't remember her name. No, not at all. He's like, uh, bunny Brandon? Fish? No, that's the other one. Yeah. My daughter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he is legitimately like screaming about like how Brenda doesn't have any respect for them and is out of control. And Cindy finally speaks up and she's like, and this is my quote of the week. Jim says she's out of control. And Cindy says, no, Jim, she's in perfect control. And she has been ever since you decided to go to war with Dylan McKay. Yes. No, that's exactly. It was perfect. Oh, I love that being your quote of the week. Yeah, I had to. It was like, it was the one that I was like, finally, somebody is saying something that actually means something about this whole situation. Yeah. I mean, that's like, truthfully, I really have been waiting for Cindy to do something. Yeah, exactly. She's she's the only one that can. Mm -hmm. And especially with this episode and the way everybody else reacts, like she even reacts badly, but she's the only one that fixes the situation. Well, and has other ideas because the thing is is like brenda probably gets her stubbornness from jim and so they've both been extremely stubborn they don't want to talk about it they don't want to come to a solution they don't want to even like change any of their behavior but cindy does cindy Mm -hmm. like wants to be like hey man why don't we hold out for a little while she'll come back to us and then if she doesn't then i'll go all mama bear on her and we'll pull her back kicking and screaming well and that's kind of what she does in other situations too like remember when i think jim like threw his back out and like he was getting all grumpy and she was just like i haven't had enough of your bullshit yes you're gonna do what i say you're gonna do and da 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 like yep cindy handles it she does like that's just what that's just what she does and i love it because like you know they're having this whole conversation and then you go over to Brenda and Dylan and Brenda is like vacuuming and talking about mm-hmm. cleaning and doing all housewifery stuff and, like, Dylan has no idea what to do with her. Yeah, he's immediately annoyed and getting more annoyed when she starts talking about dinner. Because he's all, well, how can I possibly think about dinner when I haven't even had breakfast or something like that? And I'm like, okay, Dylan, you're exaggerating. Everyone thinks about dinner before they've had breakfast. Everyone I think thinks about, about all of my, all I wake up and I'm like, what am I going to eat today? Yeah, exactly. And this is just, like, him being upset with the situation and him not liking this whole playing house thing because they're 17 they're not ready for this and it's not like I don't know I think I do kind of agree with Dylan in the sense that like I think Brenda's moving things a little too quickly in terms of I think it's a lot of things like I I think I'd have to put a lot more effort into figuring all of this out because it's like yeah Brenda wants to play house Mm -hmm. but she's doing this like she's very much being a housewife which I don't think is what anyone wants out of Brenda. Right. Like, they want her to do different things. Like, it's great that you want to clean. Like, everyone does have to vacuum every Mm -hmm. now and then. But, like, that's not – 
you should be going out and doing things rather than staying in the house all day. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's totally respectable to want to like keep your area clean because you are staying at Dylan's rent free and like whatever. So it's yeah. like, yeah, sure. Just keep up after yourself. But that doesn't mean clean the whole house. But and, you're there 100 percent of the time. Yeah. And the reason you're there, which is like the elephant in the room, that's every time you are not doing anything else and you're in the house, like ever all anyone can think about is like you're here because you don't want to go home and deal with Jim. Exactly. But like you don't even really want to be here. Exactly. And then we're going to bicker about it. And then Dylan's caught in the middle of everything. Mm-hmm. And he can't really do anything to change the situation because Jim's being an asshole. Brenda's being stubborn. And he's just there. And honestly, he's like getting the short end of the stick too. Because basically he's collateral damage. Yeah. Because if, if things don't fix with Brenda, Jim's going to threaten his trust. If things do fix or like if he does have to convince Brenda to go go back then that causes tension between them two and their relationship so yeah he he it is a no-win situation yeah no he's between a rock and a hard place and Mm -hmm. it's just like yeah when he just wants to get out of the house because like what I don't remember what they say but I don't think he even has an idea of like I don't know where I'm going I don't know what I'm doing I don't know when I'm gonna be back but I have to get out of here yeah this house has become like a toxic environment because like she's just miserable yep and so is he. Yeah. And so it's just rubbing off like on each other and not doing, not doing. Yeah, because they. I mean, honestly, they feel kind of forced to live together. Yeah. And like, That's, yeah, like you said, like I think they're just too young for it, and they're not ready in their relationship to do that. And mm-hmm. especially when it happens under the circumstances that it does, that's not. Yeah, like you should be right. moving in together, living together because you want to, and you want to take that next step in your relationship, not because you feel like you have to. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. One hundred percent. But, I mean, like, I guess that's neither here nor there because then we immediately go to the beach house to talk mm-hmm. about other people. Yeah. And, and I was, like, waiting for crop top Steve. Oh, my God. But it's shirtless Steve. I so. He spent a lot of time in this episode shirtless in yeah. those teeny tiny short shorts. I know. They were so teeny. They're, They're so s- small. Like, there's one scene a lot later in this episode where he walks up to uh, Donna and David's mm-hmm. table and, like, the thighs. I was just like. Yeah, because he sits down and he manspreads. And you're like, what am I about to see? <laughs> it's just like, thank. No. Yeah. <laughs> table towel yeah something something close your legs yeah Um, but he like sees a girl struggling with her lounge chair and like goes over there and florida i know i immediately saw florida and i literally wrote down steve abort gators wear jorts (laughs) but i think steve wears jorts that's not important he doesn't go to florida (laughs) but like Okay. Of all schools. Like, pick UCLA or something. Well, and that was the thing. I was like, why would Florida people, like, they explain it later and say they're, you know, visiting their aunt or whatever. Yeah. But I was like, why Florida to Beverly Hills? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like you should have picked, like, Oklahoma or. Right. Like, somewhere that's not. Also a beach. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like, oh, I I went to a different beach over the summer Mm -hmm. versus the beach that I spend all of my time at instead of in classes. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, this is when we find out that her name is Rory, and I went down my rabbit hole of, like, Lorelai didn't get pregnant at 16. She went to go visit uh, her other grandparents Mm -hmm. over the summer, and she met Steve, and they have a summer romance, and then she goes back and gets pregnant and has Rory and starts going by Lorelai. I mean... We can't say it didn't happen, I mean, except we, for the whole, like, we got can, pregnant at 16. Because the other show establishes <laughs> that she never went to college. Maybe that's also a fever dream. 
<laughs> Gilmore Girls is just a dream. All of it. <laughs> but like, really? Oh my God. Can you imagine? No. Can you imagine if 90210 and Gilmore Girls technically existed in the same universe? I would actually love it. Because let's, let's think about this legitimately, though. Because, all right, so Lorelai was 16 when she had Rory. Rory was 16 in the first season, which premiered in 2000. So she would have been born in 84, which means Lorelai would have been born in 78? No, no sorry, 68. 68. 68. So 68, we're in 92 or 3. Still 92. I think we're still in 92. So she would have been 24. Versus Steve 17. I don't like yeah. it anymore. I don't like it anymore. All right. Well, at least we thought it through. We thought it through. <laughs> we moved on. We took 30 seconds to just make sure the facts are straight. I appreciate that it happened, and I'm never going to talk about it again. <laughs> hey, but she could get with, like, that lawyer that Brenda got with, Banana Daiquiri. <laughs> She could have gotten with, uh, technically, maybe Jay, because that's Peter Krause, and they're dating in real life. <laughs> they are. Oh, but I've already established <laughs> that he's actually Adam Braverman, so she can't get with Adam oh, Braverman because right, that's her brother. Be siblings. It's okay. all falling apart. No, we're still fine, because... <laughs> <laughs> Who else has the... Oh, wait, Mr. Suter? Okay. Closer in age, because wasn't he 24, 25? Yeah, but see, here's the problem where it's all kind of starting to fall apart for me, is all of these older men went for teenage girls. Fair. So I don't want anyone with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Bobby? Okay. Fun Bobby? Could oh. be Bobby. <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> no, I'm cool with Bobby. Could be I like Bobby. That. Okay. Um, uh, I don't know. That's that's about yeah, all I got. That's not, I'm done. Um, what's, uh, what's his face from Melrose Place? Jake? Yeah. From State Farm? At least that would mean he's not with Kelly, who is 17. Well, and they Again, keep weirdly mentioning him in, like, the last few episodes. Well, so I, di I did look it up with, like, the timing of the episodes, mm -hmm. and I already forgot it, but, like, Melrose Place does start, I think, a little before 90210 Season 3 starts. Hold on a second. Okay. Like, but they started... Like, season one of Melrose Place had begun at this point. So, this episode aired on July 22nd, 1992. So, mm -hmm. we are in 1992. Yep. Melrose Place, season one, episode one, airs July 8th, 1992. Okay. okay. So, there's decent um, overlap. Mm-hmm. Which now makes more sense as to why Kelly mentions him, but we don't see him. Well, yeah, and we know just from looking it up that mm -hmm. at least a couple of these characters do cross over. And, like, Kelly is one of them that shows up on the first couple episodes of Melrose Place. Yeah, so we're probably just missing that piece of the puzzle. So far. By not watching. We will watch it. Yes, by not watching. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. We got a lot of other things going on. Yeah. And then Brandon presumably we think because we haven't been told yet mm -hmm. also meets Rory mm -hmm. and it was going to make me really angry because it was like they already did this with Brandon and Dylan and it's not going to work yeah, out that's true like Brandon does not do well dating the same girl as his other friends do or just like competing for the same girl yeah he gets too jealous too fast mm -hmm. um and then it got real gross with Brandon and Rory and the gum well 
I, even just like the wording because Rory oh, says, right. can you ever forgive me? And Brandon goes, I guess I could rise to the occasion. Ugh, I didn't even, oh. No, I spent a lot of time thinking about words because <laughs> I know it's weird. But like the next scene when he goes over to talk to Steve and they're both like, oh, I met this girl. Uh-huh. And then it's like, oh, it's that one over there. And then they like see the twins. And, but before they see the twins and they think that they've both talked, like, asked out yeah. the same girl, Brandon goes, it's customary in America for women to have some sort of say in who they're going to go out with. Is it not? And I was like, of all the people on this show to say that. That's true. I wonder if they gave him that line because they know he's they realize been a douche lately. what they've done. Remember, Brandon's good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They have to remind us that he's the golden boy for a reason. But, like, every single time in the last couple seasons, he'd find out that a girl dated Dylan, he'd be like... You fucked her, didn't you, Dylan? (laughs) You took advantage of that girl. (laughs) How dare you? She was mine. (laughs) Brandon, she didn't even know your name. Doesn't matter. She was mine. I saw her first. (laughs) How dare you put your dick where I want to put my dick? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, and then yeah, Claire walks Brandon. by, which is when we realize that they are identical twins who dress completely they, alike. Yeah, okay. In every single scene. This was a problem because like I'm a twin. We all know this, but I'm fraternal. Even to that point, like my mom dressed us the same until we were maybe like four or five. I think everybody dresses the same as somebody at some point because yeah. I like my siblings are a lot older than me, but I have a cousin on both sides, one that's two years older than me, one that's two years younger mm-hmm. than me, that are both girls. And, like, depending on which family I was with was who I was dressed like. Right. And it's just a thing you do, presumably, until you start school. Yeah. And then once you're in, like, regular school, like, why would you dress the same as someone else? Once you're an adult who has their own fashion sense mm-hmm. and opinions about things, like, why would they go to every single store and be like, well, we got to buy bathing suits for the season yeah. and just be like, well, you just buy two of whatever. Right. I'll look in, that I'll look good happen. in whatever you get. Like, right. no, you, no. It doesn't make any sense unless this was their plan the whole time. It only makes sense for this plot. Yes. But like, it also doesn't make sense because they could have been wearing two different bathing suits and then just both had the Florida shirt on. That's because true. Because that makes sense. That, Yeah. Because if they both go to the same school, it's very likely to have a similar shirt. Because, yeah, like fan gear. Yeah. There's only so much of it. Well, and like if like I know for us at UGA, they would have like free t-shirt nights and like everyone had the same shirt. Like I yeah. had, me and Nate had several mimics of the same shirt where we eventually just like got rid of one and kept one because we could both wear it and it's fine. You and I have some of yeah. the same shirts because of liking the same sports teams for soccer, college mm-hmm. football anything exactly like so definitely plausible but yeah different bathing suit makes more sense yeah or even later when they have the switcheroo not switcheroo date where they're both wearing the same dress why yeah yeah exactly I'm it makes no sense that later. it makes there's no point to it i know what's funny though is like it's it's almost like you should dress differently like on purpose because you already look exactly the same so for <laughs> someone else to not like know you that well you would almost need a differentiator yeah so it doesn't it makes even less sense to dress the same yeah like i only i think i only know one set of identical twins Mm -hmm. i think everyone else is fraternal but it took me a while to like be able to look them in the face and tell them apart so like the the first time i met them was the 
like their going away party. Mm, so like mm-hmm. even then I was like, well, I'm going to see you and then I'm not going to see you again until the next time you fly home. And like everyone else was just like, oh, yeah, that's that one. And that's that mm-hmm. one. And I was like, can I like mark them? Yeah. Like how could you tell? <laughs> I need like the office when Michael marks the Benihana rate waitress. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like that's what I need. Well, I remember in Full House for Nikki and Alex, they like had one with the ink. <laughs> For the feet print or whatever, and they didn't wash it off to see, like, so they could make sure to tell which one who the, the other one was. Honestly, like, that is my biggest question about, to- like, I know yeah. it's the stupidest question in the world, but, like, when they're born, you, like, name one Annie and one Banani, and, like, what <laughs> if you take them home and you're just like, fuck. Yeah. No, but honestly, I think you probably do. Until you can figure out, like, this one's distinguished from this one, you might switch their names. But, like, yeah, what if you just, like, totally fuck it up a couple times, and then all of a sudden, like, technically Annie is Banani, but they <laughs> they have identical DNA, so it doesn't matter. This is a thing I think about, like, all the time. I think about this so like, often. Like, the only way you would know is to just, like, take their footprint again and compare. Yeah. Like, but, like, yeah, do twins have identical fingerprints, too? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think, I think that's, that's the one thing that's different. Because otherwise, they're an exact identical genetic Yeah, because it's the whole thing. Match. I have to yeah. Google it. Yeah, we gotta I, check I have it to now. know. I feel like fingerprints and hands are more, like hand lines. That's more of like a Birthing personal or something. Thing. Twins do not have the same fingerprints. Yeah. So, I mean, that's it. Like when, as soon as the baby is born, you gotta be like, boop. Yeah. Just take the, do the little handprints that everybody exactly. does, and mm-hmm. that's how you can be like, well, this one's got whorls, and this one's got <laughs> yeah. waves Squiggles. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see what else. <laughs> just assuming, like, I have a thing of, like, how to tell your twin babies apart. <laughs> Sponsored by Pampers. <laughs> <laughs> this is, like, I have thought about this so often. So I'm like, what happens? I mean, it's a very valid question. I mean, literally nothing would make a difference. Yeah, exactly. like, you would learn your own babies fast enough. Well, and even if, like, the looks literally were identical and there wasn't a single, like, even if there's not a single freckle off or something, eventually there'd be personality things that you can attach to and be yeah. like, okay, Banani is the one that goes crazy because her name's Banani. <laughs> <laughs> Banani's the one that hates me for naming her Banani. <laughs> yeah. What would be funny, though, if Banani's favorite food was bananas? <laughs> <laughs> Banani is actually allergic to bananas. <laughs> oh, okay. That's, that's better. That's easier to this tell. This poor twin. <laughs> <laughs> Twins don't have the same allergies, too, right? Mm-mm. That's not a thing? No, because my sister's allergic to, um, um, uh, like, antibiotic. Um, I forget what it's called, and I'm not. Well, granted, she's fr- we're fraternal, but that's like yeah, that's ugh. the only thing is I can't speak for the identical twins. I don't want to misrepresent identical. <laughs> twins. Are there any identical twins that listen to this podcast? Yeah, email let us. us. Know. Email us everything about yourself. Mostly, if you have the same allergies, because we know a lot of times, like you, kind of, like you might major in the same thing in college, or you might have similar interests in like sports or music or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But I'm really curious what your differences are. Yeah, like. Like, because a lot of that stuff is genetic, like your, you know, tastes and things, Mm -hmm. like literally taste of like, does one of you like salty? Does one of you drink your coffee black? Mm -hmm. Like, I, or even like, do you like tomatoes versus do you love tomatoes? You know what we need? We need the answers from the twin study back in the first season. Oh, you're right. There were identical twins there. Guaranteed. 
if Beverly Hills 90210 was made today, someone would make an actual twin study and have it available for people to read Mm -hmm. because the internet is huge. Yeah. Has everything. BuzzFeed, get on it. Yeah, come on, BuzzFeed. (laughs) This show's 30 years old, doesn't matter. (laughs) I mean, we can just do a, um, um, what are they called, community post? Yeah. About 90210 and twins. Yeah, we can. Put the two together. Let's do it. We need your help, community. (laughs) (laughs) I know, we'll say we'll do it and then we'll never do it. Nah, probably not. (laughs) Um, But yeah, twins. More twins. And the twin chose chose Steve. Because at this point, we still don't know that they're different. Mm-hmm. That there are two of them. And I'm like, wait a minute. Did they, did neither of them, like... I know Steve got Rory's name, but Brandon just didn't ask for her name. Oh, that's a good point. You know what he I mean? He didn't. Because he would have <sighs> known if he asked for her name. Then she said, Claire. Then, like, as soon as Steve... Did you also notice that Steve gets really upset when he finds out that the, the two of them possibly asked out the same girl? And he's like, no, I'm not doing this with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I like that. I know. I like that Steve was just like, no... As much as I want a girl and I want a mm-hmm. summer romance, like, this is not happening. Yeah. I don't want to deal with this. And whether or not that was, like, an insecurity based on, like, him feeling like they would choose Brandon over him. Or, or... like, yeah, I think it's either that or, like, a maturity of, like, I'm yeah. not going to mess with our friendship over undeniably a beautiful woman. Right, because we've seen, like, Steve really actually cares about his friends. Yeah. And, like, keeping those friendships. No, so. that's why, like, after this scene... Steve got sun poisoning, mm-hmm. and he is not Steve. Mm-mm. This is an alien Steve because they spent too much time writing Melrose Place or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's everything's wrong. But then we switch to like the third plot line with Donna and Kelly talking because Kelly's at home, being like, "Oh, mom, I need your sports sack or whatever she's talking about." Mm-hmm. And then they say, "I love you" when they hang oh, up the phone. So cute. That was I, adorable. Yeah. It was so cute. Like, I think I've only done that with Claire ever. Like, I think because we're, like, I almost said because we're long distance. We're not <laughs> I'm dating. I'm in a long distance relationship. <laughs> but because she lives in Texas, we only catch up on the phone, like, every once in a while. And so every time we hang up, you know, we say, like, I miss you. But then sometimes she'll throw in an I love you. And it's, like, adorable. Does your heart grow heart. three times the size? It glows, like in Jane the Virgin. <laughs> It's just like you can see it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, who are you on the phone with? Claire. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we know. Always yeah, tell so your cute. friends you love them. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Uh, listeners, I love you. <laughs> Please tell us you love us back. <laughs> Email us at back to podcast at gmail.com. That's B A C K T O podcast at gmail.com. Was this like right before the breastfeeding? Yeah, because she, like, turns around and (laughs) just, like, it's right on up in there. She's like, oh, you're really doing it. (laughs) uh, It's really happening right now, isn't it? She's just, like, staring at her boob. She's like, right in there. Wait, you're you're feeding her? (laughs) It's like, Kelly, What do you think is happening right now? (laughs) Like, come on. Oh, but then, yeah, she's like, oh, we're trying to. And then, like, just finishes up i guess yeah like she's not actually breastfeeding right 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 right. and then she's like oh do you want to hold her and like this is my anxiety skyrocketed i was like this baby is new (laughs) don't pass it don't just like pass it around well and you saw kelly's like nervousness too because she was just like what what do i do and she's like well just make sure you support the head and just put your arms out and yeah i I mean i i feel that too yeah i I can break you yeah like not doing it but then yeah kelly gets her and is just like 
oh my god yeah her heart glows and grows three times its size mm-hmm. and, and it's then, funny though because jackie like inadvertently guilt trips kelly into not going to paris oh yeah the way that she's she's like acting all cute with the baby talk mm-hmm. and is like your sister's gonna leave and she's gonna come back and she's not gonna recognize you i was like wow yeah exactly and like i don't think she meant to like no she didn't at all this yeah meant, this was meant to be very sweet exactly and, and just kelly like, like what <laughs> and you know at that moment she's not going to paris yeah i mean like that's the thing like truly when babies are that small like this is when you're supposed to bond with them and be like i can't believe they're growing so fast and then mm-hmm. and like yeah there was no way kelly was going once this baby was born i'm right. actually honestly a little surprised that it was even like i get it was part of a plot because it's a tv show but i'm a little surprised that she had any intention of going to europe knowing that there was going to be a new baby in the house because yeah. like she is so connected to her mom and she mm-hmm. makes such a big deal in this episode about like i finally feel like i'm part of a family it's like i'm a little amazed even with all of the turmoil around the wedding in the last season that she would have originally considered it yeah and i mean maybe that was it maybe because she was so bitter about the wedding a little bit it was kind of like an anger decision yeah but then she realized wait a minute this is my baby sister and then she actually gets to meet her and she's like okay this is like a good time to stay that's that's fair yeah yeah Um, especially like school is out and the baby's born like this is perfect perfect timing. timing perfect timing oh my gosh but i do love later in the episode anytime they talk to kelly and kelly's like well i help out with the 4 a.m feedings and like oh well she was fussing and i was already here and like i love when jackie's like well i'm so sorry she woke you up and she's like no i was i was here yeah i was already with her don't you realize i'm a teenager in summertime yeah i don't sleep (laughs) i'm i'm good i was do you know do you know what babies look like when they sleep it's adorable yeah right like how how are you not in here yeah like how are you not watching it she's just like no i'm i don't sleep anymore i live here now this is me (laughs) you can sell my room i'm (laughs) moving here yeah no it's adorable it is adorable it really is cute and what's not adorable is everything else in this episode because then we switch back to the first thing Mm -hmm. and like brenda and dylan start arguing about frozen burritos and laundry detergent and i kind of lol'd a little because it was very real oh it's so (laughs) real i was like the underlying stress of this situation Mm -hmm. is what's making y'all argue not the frozen burritos yeah it's not about the laundry detergent it's not about the burritos like because truly if you tell a teenage boy you can go get whatever you want like why are you at all surprised that he went and bought a frozen burrito exactly and also frozen burritos are delicious and second also your husband has done that yes (laughs) recently yes that's i remember getting a text message or something where it's like i told john to go to the grocery store to get his groceries he came back with a frozen burrito and i forget what else but it was like something like gum or something stupid no like we just keep a constant supply of frozen burritos because every now and then john's just like i don't know and Mm -hmm. then just makes a frozen burrito and moves on with his life i'm like well i guess that's what we're doing yeah you know what i'm cool with it yeah i get it i'm breezy to also quote my husband yep (laughs) Yeah, he does say that all the time. <laughs> it's whatever. I'm breezy. <laughs> but yeah, so Dylan and uh, Brenda are having this fight. And just to make things worse, here's Brandon. <laughs> he yeah, so this up. is the part 
where like he had been at home and Cindy's like, well, have you talked to Brenda if you wanted to like go over there and like I'm not pushing, but like maybe if you wanted to go over and see how she's doing and then come back and tell me everything about it, that exactly. would be kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, like. literally that's what happens like officer brandon comes to the doors like hey is everything fine here tell me what's happening i uh what's going on i got some calls about a domestic disturbance yeah i heard i heard a noise complaint and uh tell me everything and then uh all right ma'am we got a 17 year old brown hair and another 17 year old male brown hair they hate it (laughs) (laughs) yeah well and then dylan's like i have to go get detergent but if you want a frozen burrito it's that way and then they're like thanks chief out the yeah. door <laughs> yeah. which i do love that like they they keep with the, the cheap. nicknames it's cute. And, yeah it is cute but yeah then dylan leaves and brandon and brenda are talking and like we learn mm-hmm. that obviously like they haven't fully stated it before but brenda is miserable yep. she doesn't like being there dylan's sleeping on the couch da 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 all of this is basically just you know a a way to get Brandon to go home and go into mom and dad's room and just be like, well, Brenda's miserable. Yeah. And dad, you'll be happy to know that Dylan's sleeping on the couch. Right. Which just, it, that didn't need to be said. It weirds me out how much they really like talking about Brenda's, not virginity because technically she doesn't have any more, but like her, like her sex celibacy, life. her celibacy. Her celibacy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, it makes me so uncomfortable. Yeah, that, it's like, like everyone has to reinforce it. The entire it. family likes mm-hmm. to talk about the fact that she's not getting any right i don't like it it's like a check-in it's like they have to double check to make sure that she's not getting any yeah they have to be like just making sure that our baby girl our little bunny fish bunny fish is staying all sweet and innocent (laughs) cough cough advertisers yeah just so you know just remember you control this situation yeah because we like nobody else has this happening to them but Brenda. Yeah, exactly. Like, Literally no one else. Yeah. Brandon just had a stripper over. Yeah. And they weren't like, Brandon, do we need to talk about sex right. again? No, it's like, let me tell you last time I saw titties that I paid for. <laughs> that I paid for. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. It's so bad. And then we go back to Brenda and Dylan's. But Dylan's yeah. not there because this is when Kelly and Donna come over it was adorable that yes. they went over to go see Brenda. Immediately. And then she's just like, oh my gosh, Paris. And Donna bursts into tears. <laughs> yeah. She's so upset because her mom is making her go to Paris. I know. It's like, oh, darn. Donna's ugly crying was my, like my favorite thing that happened <laughs> in this episode. I loved how anxious she was about packing. Yeah. Like, that was so cute. And like, I totally get it. When I travel internationally, the idea that like, yes, I can go to a pharmacy and buy toothpaste. Mm-hmm. Like, it'll be fine when I get there. Mm-hmm. France has pharmacies. Doesn't matter. It I'm doesn't. sitting at home being like, do I have the iPhone charger that I definitely can't get in Europe? Right. They don't have those. Right. Like, I totally get it. I loved it. I loved how anxious that she was. And she's like, you're still going to help me pack, right? Yeah. She's so concerned about that and then not being able to, like, communicate and get around while she's there. And then Brenda's like, voulez-vous coucher avec ce soir? Like, she's, like, immediately, like, rattling off French. I know. The idea that <laughs> she speaks French and this has never come up right? with anybody of, like, teach me a couple of phrases. Mm-hmm. You should come to Paris with us. Like, mm-hmm. no one has ever talked about this before. And so all of a sudden Donna's like, oh, light bulb. You should go to Paris. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> Duh. 
But it is cute when they the three of them are together. No, it's so cute. I mean, like, the things, like, <laughs> what? I never thought because I wrote down a note. I forget. I think it was, like, oh, I think it was Brenda was saying something about leaving Dylan. And Donna's like, well, wait, I have to leave David. And Kelly's like, that's not important. <laughs> like, I forget what was actually that's said. That's not the same. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. It's true, though. It's so true. Dylan is Brenda's true love. David is a bag of trash. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And then we move again. Yes. Like, this this episode is all over the place. All over the place. And Brenda goes back home, and it's, like, the first time that she's been home in a while. And she's like, hey, Mom, just wanted to come over and tell you I don't regret my decision at all. Super happy. Everything's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, don't worry about check. me. Mm-hmm. The you know the house looks really different. I've been gone for like a week. What have you done? Yeah. Have you re-wallpapered? Yeah. Did you like what? I think it was wallpaper. I don't remember or something or it was something. But like she spends so much time trying to be like, I'm totally fine. Mm-hmm. I don't need you guys. I'm doing great. Have you seen that? Do you see me right now? Yeah. I look good. I look amazing. I feel amazing. But it's all definitely just like she's. She wants to talk to Cindy, and you can tell, but she doesn't want to talk to Cindy because yeah, she doesn't like, want to prove she, yeah, they it's were like right. trying to put this whole air on to be like, but I mean, if you wanted to like talk about things and like mm-hmm. be my mom, right. I'd be totally cool with that too. Right. So just want to let you know I'm here. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And then doesn't Jim show up? And no. She, no. Because Cindy, she's like, okay, well, that's fine. You can hang out here for a while, but oh, I have to go to the right. beach. That's right. Oh, yeah, because she goes, like, running out <laughs> immediately. Because yep. then we go to the beach. Yes. And Steve wants to switch twins that's with right. Brandon. And this is where he becomes, he has been body snatched. And someone has switched with him. This is Spoiled's plot. Well, but, the like, the thing is, this has never been how, St- how we've seen Steve act with girls before. Yeah, he's never been aggressive. He's been, like, a. I don't want to say aggressive because I do think that has some sort of a negative connotation, but like he is so ready to please girls. Yeah. To, you know, get them to want to date him. The idea that like he did go on a date with somebody and it was a bad date, so he's going to date her sister Mm -hmm. is weird. It doesn't fit it. It almost, it almost seems like more naturally for Steve would be to do a second date with the same girl to change it up and make it a better date. Like, so yeah, or just like move on. Yeah. Like, it's not like, oh, well, this one didn't go well. Thank God we have a spare. Yeah, Like, yeah, that's not yeah. a thing that Steve does. He bailed the people who stole his car out of jail. That's true. Because he thought they would make out with him. Mm-hmm. Like, that is true. How does this fit with Steve? You're right. Also, but, like, Brandon's glasses were stupid. Oh, my God. I <laughs> I made a, like, note of the dichotomy between Steve with his short shorts and his Tiny little nippy tank, tank yeah. and the backwards cap. And then you have Brandon with his perfect hair and the sunglasses and the confidence chewing. Ugh. Ugh. His, this gum chewing has to stop. It's, it's not going to. It has to I stop. I don't know why. I wonder if the reason we don't technically see it during the season as much is because you're not technically supposed to chew gum in school. Oh, that's fair. Like, literally, he's just not aggressively chewing gum mm-hmm. because Mrs. Teasley would give him detention. And how dare he get detention? But for some reason, Henry's like, nah, I got to go watch My Days stories. of Our Lives. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Chew your gum like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and then I I don't remember if it was – I think it was in this episode – 
where he's just like, people are like, oh, yeah, can you bring that up to our cabana? You remember where it is. I'm like, yeah. It's been a year. Right. How is he going to remember? Like, how does he know where all the cabanas are? Well, and is that is that a thing? Like, I've never been part of a country club or oh, anything no like idea. that. But it's like, is that a thing where you just rent the same cabana every year, year or does it? change maybe it's like season ticket holders where like you get first opportunity to like get your own seats back or yeah Yeah. interesting Mm -hmm. i don't know i've never been a part of a club or anything but like this is even like they're only open during the summer which is why it feels harder for me that a 16 year old with so much going on in his life Mm -hmm. has time to remember the woman with her three little boys Mm -hmm. and like oh yeah you remember we're in cabana blah 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 yep i don't know i agree but yeah the difference between Steve and Brandon and Steve being like, we're going to switch girls. And Brandon being like, that feels like a bad idea. Also, why would he be like, Brandon, she was really stupid on our date and gave herself food poisoning, so you take her. Maybe because Steve's like, she's more your level. (laughs) (laughs) It was like an insult without it being an insult. But like, none of this feels right for Steve. No, it really doesn't. Um... And then I did have a moment where I was like, if this is how Steve is acting, maybe Rory is faking her illness. Right. Because this was like, that's that's why I keep thinking this was their plan all along. To go find two susceptible boys and play a mean Get a couple dates out of them. Mm -hmm. Get some free dinners. And then just bail. Exactly. Because they are only going to be there for a few days. That could totally work. Yep. That's my thought. But that doesn't happen yet. Because then we go back. Back. To to Jim and... No, we go to Uh, Jim and Cindy. Yes, yes, yes. Because Jim says... She was in the house and you didn't lock her in the basement? Oh, my God. They don't even have a basement. <laughs> Which Cindy I don't think. says. No, Cindy oh. says. She oh. goes, we don't have a basement. And Jim is like, well, we should get one. Oh, that's right. That's right. Also, did y'all ever see the movie? I think it came out in the 90s where, like, two parents, and it's like Jamie Lee Curtis and some guy I don't remember, tell their kids they're getting divorced. The kids really do lock them in the basement to force them to not get divorced. And then I all of, vaguely remember that. Yeah, no. And then all of their kid friends are like, well, my parents are doing the same kind of thing. So can I lock my parents in your basement? What? And then yes. like, it turns into like five sets of parents are locked in the basement and all of the kids are upstairs, like running the house, but they're not actually like doing anything. And then they start doing like marriage counseling for the parents. <laughs> okay. As long as you vaguely yeah. remember this, I no. never bothered to look it up. But I was like, did I make this up? Did, was, was this my fever dream? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Was this my son poisoning? I definitely remember this because of this one scene where the kids all, like, make dinner together. And they have a bottle of really, really, really old champagne. Yes. And open it. And then they all spit. And, yeah, they all, like, take a big, like, a sip of it and just spit it out because oh it's gosh. disgusting. Hold on. I got to wow. look it up. I have no idea when this movie came out, so it's going to take a minute, because the only... Th- I remember Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis being in it. Okay. I remember seeing it, like, on Disney or something. Yeah, I watched it... House Arrest. Yeah. The, it's called House Arrest. Yeah. I have not heard of that. Um, Let's see who else is in it. If anyone, like... Kevin Pollack was the other dad. Um, Wallace Shawn, Jennifer Love Hewitt... Chris McDonald, Jennifer Tilly, like enough people were in this movie, but like, yeah, I had a moment where I was like, did I make this up? And then I never looked it up, but it was still (laughs) in my notes. Um, but yeah, I just like when he said that, I was like, I wonder if they saw this and we're just like, that's "Hmm." the inspiration or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. Well, and this is when um, Cindy finally, like, is like, you will listen to my idea. Yeah. She's like, sit down. Yeah. I have a plan. Mm -hmm. And then we cut away so we don't actually hear her plan, right? Yeah, because we go to Dylan and Brenda. And then Dylan's like, was I supposed to bring home dinner? And Brenda goes, I don't know. Were you? Yeah. (laughs) Also accurate. (laughs) I did. I almost had, like, a second quote of the week because I just thought it was cute because, like, when Dylan and Brenda are finally like, we got to stop. Yeah, this isn't working this. for us. Dylan's like, we have to stop acting like we're married or we're going to get a divorce. I know. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I love like, yeah, they've like, quote unquote, kiss and make up because I don't think they were actually like fighting. Mm-hmm. And then before they start making out, he just starts throwing, throwing magazines. magazines. <laughs> it's like, it's oh. like, wait, I got to do something. Flip. Flip, flip, all across the living room and i'm like okay that's cute that's cute this yeah. was a cute dildo moment mm-hmm. and yeah then we cut back to the beach because steve is on his second date with rory and he's just like well it's been like 24 hours so you're not puking anymore <laughs> yeah first of all why would he like want to go on another date with her when she just had food poisoning yeah also why would she accept yeah <laughs> no none of this makes any sense no, they were just like I wonder if they were doing a casting call for something and just found identical twin girls and and were just like, we can do something with this. Right. Except both of the twins were played by one actress. Wait, what? I looked it up on IMDb. They they had that technology? Yeah. That's why they're always dressed alike. Yeah. They just wanted to save on costumes. (laughs) What? What? I'm going to look this up again just to be sure. Why is that better than a lot of the twin stuff they do today? Like it... It fooled me. It completely fooled yeah. me. But other like, stuff, I'm like, no, that's that's not real because like their eyes don't line up or something. Like when they're talking, when they're supposed to be talking to each other. Yep, Leanna Creel played both Rory and Claire. What? They completely tricked me. I know. I didn't look. I didn't look at the IMDb this time. Oh my gosh. That. Well, way to go. I know. <laughs> oh my god, it makes so much more sense now why their hair was always identical. Yeah. True, and how I couldn't ever actually tell any difference between the two. I honestly, at one point, I was like, I figured it out. Now I feel stupid. <laughs> I was just like, No, I got it. I know which one that is. Oh uh, yeah, but he has a bad time on that date. Yeah, because she still feels like shit. Because <laughs> yeah. that's how that works. Like she should be in, she should be home, not at a cabana at a beach club right. unless they're staying there. And like drinking Gatorade and eating saltine crackers or something. Chicken and stars. Yeah. Chi- like oh, this is what should be stars, happening. Man, that brings me back. <laughs> we did do that when we got food poisoning on our honeymoon. We were staying in like this beautiful hotel in Italy and we went to the breakfast buffet and we were like, can we just have some bread? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, do you want a table? And we were like, no. <laughs> bread. Please God, no. I was like, I don't want to come in. And they were like, they didn't have to go stuff. And they were like, we don't understand. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I just want your bread. <laughs> and then I had to call downstairs and order like $14 chicken and stars. And I was so upset about it. But I was like, this is what I need. Yeah. Like, I I have to have it. Right. And I got my chicken and stars. I used to eat chicken and stars when I was a kid. I love it so much. I know. Like, now I feel like I my, my palate has been expanded. Yeah. And I know there are other types of soup. But, like, still, <laughs> if I'm sick, I want chicken and stars out of a little Campbell's can Mm -hmm. and that's just what I want yep I mean I think I've graduated to like chicken noodle but like still 
the the basic little Campbell's can, not like mm-hmm. the hearty chicken oh, yeah. noodle that they do now. Yeah. yeah, chicken noodle is like all I had as a kid. Yeah, mm-hmm. my parents wouldn't buy me chicken and stars. <laughs> <laughs> they were the same price and practically the same. The, I'm pretty sure the stars were just like stenciled noodles. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it is like the exact same thing. I think chicken and stars like has carrots in it or something, and that's like the only difference. <laughs> I think oh, so right. I was getting beta carotene, and you weren't. Yeah. But no, my parents huh. bought everything in bulk, so... Mm. Like, oh, if that's it, fair. I don't think Chicken and Stars came in bulk. Yeah, if they didn't have it at, like, Sam's Club or Costco, like, we didn't buy it. <laughs> no, that's totally fair. That's legitimate. But then we have to skip to another point. Okay, so at some point before this, or is it this time? I don't know, where Dylan gets the letter saying that, oh. like, the trustees of his estate or trust or whatever have found out that he's engaging in immoral conduct. I th- and think he it has was, to go to his dad's. I think it was the magazine scene, maybe. Maybe. That sounds right, but it flipped around so much yeah. that I just That's can't the remember. I wrote down, Jim is threatening to freeze Dylan's accounts over yeah. Brenda. You can't fight a teenager. Oh, my God, this is Riverdale. <laughs> oh, That's all I wrote, so oh, I don't wait. know what scene I'm talking about. I think about. it's a different scene. Because I have a line where it says Jim's going after Dylan's money, okay, and so then we go back to Steve, and then we go to David, and that's the the uh, spread eagle Steve. Yeah, scene. and then we go to Jim's office. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. so this is when he gets the letter. Yes, because yeah, this is when I decided that Jim was um, um, the bad parent in Riverdale. What's his name? Hiram Lodge. Hiram Lodge. <laughs> oh, um, Mark Consuelos? Yeah. Mm. I'd, I heard, I kept Consuelos, and I was like, don't say it. <laughs> say his real name. Beautiful dad. Same yeah, name. for real, though. Oh, my gosh. Good he's Lord. so beautiful. Um, yeah, then we get to Steve and his little teeny tiny little bitty shorts. Mm-hmm. And then we find out that David can't go to France because he has to spend time in summer school so that he can graduate early with all of his friends. And I totally forgot this is how they make David... It it makes it make a lot more sense, but, like, so much of it makes me so angry because I'm just like, do you – literally, you did not have other friends before this right. show started except for little sweet baby Scott, and we murdered him. Yep. So you have no other friends. Which almost makes me wish that they just made him in their grade to begin with. Yeah. Because if they don't spend any time focusing on him being in another class and having those other friends, what was the point? Yeah, like, it feels like David had some insane, like, story arc that we just don't really get to see. Yeah. Like, they've just, you know, forced him into the group and, like, Mm -hmm. oh, we're accepting it that he's been the annoying little brother character and that's why they let him photograph them Mm -hmm. at slumber parties and then they're like, oh, well, we'll just actually make him somebody's little brother. Right. It just feels weird. I Honestly, I wonder what the show would have been like if they had gone ahead and made him Kelly's annoying stepbrother from, from day go. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I just wonder. Yeah. I almost feel like that almost would have made more sense. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't think it totally And, like, matters, they keep it like, a secret that they're, re- like, somewhat related, and then you find out, and then it's Yeah, the like, they just thing. never talk about it, mm-hmm. and then, yeah. But, whatever. Yeah. I don't think any of that matters, because the next scene mm-hmm. is Jim accusing Dylan of statutory rape. Yeah, cohabitating with a minor and harboring a minor and basically statutory rape. Like, what the what? fuck? Again, 
sun poisoning because like Jim has threatened to call the cops and stuff before, but like he knows that accusing Dylan of statutory rape is going to have him marked as a sex offender for the rest of his life. Yeah, this isn't just an oh by the way thing. And I don't think Jim realizes that. Like the, He's going too far. Yeah, the the um the consequences of if Dylan said no and stood his ground, what would have had to have happened for Jim to actually go through with it? He doesn't realize the implications. Yeah. Or else he wouldn't threaten it. You know what I mean? Like it's almost like Winston going too far on his pranks. <laughs> like, this is too far. Yeah, there's a difference between putting a feather in your shoe <laughs> and I put a battery in your salad. Yeah. Exactly. Like, rape? Yeah. They don't, they aren't even having sex, which is not the point, but. No, I mean, the thing is, like, if we really wanted to, I would be so ready to go down a whole different argument about, like, white boys being falsely accused of rape and, like, falsely accusing people of rape to further your agenda, which, you know, demeans people actually getting raped and having to find justice on their own. And, like, da 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 da. Like, there is a lot that I could say that I'm not going to because we don't have four hours <laughs> on our hands. But, like, what the fuck? And then Jim is like, but I won't do it, and I won't freeze your accounts, and I won't totally fuck up your life if you lie to my daughter and force her to do all of this stuff yeah. for me. He's blackmailing a teenager. Yeah. Like, this is straight-up villainy. Yeah. And presumably this is all Cindy's idea. That's yeah, what, that's like, what bothers me because that's not Cindy. That's what I mean. Everyone got sun poisoning. Yeah. Like, Cindy... Particularly Steve and Cindy. Yeah, <laughs> Cindy was laying out in the sun too long and she got that beautiful tan, but then she woke up as the evil stepmother from every Disney movie. Yeah, seriously, though. Like, what She the turns fuck? into, like, Rapunzel's mom. Yeah, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Like, oh my god, this is like, did y'all see Frozen 2? Not yet. Nope. Okay, then I won't say anything. I still want to, though. I heard yeah. it wasn't as good. It wasn't as good, and there's some weird shit where I'm just like, what is going on? Dis- like, is oh Disney boy. okay? Oh also, boy. did you see all the tweets about how, uh, I think it was a tweet, whatever, Hillary Duff posted something about how she wants the Lizzie McGuire thing to actually be grown up and more mature. Yeah, she was like, Lizzie McGuire, as a 30-year-old, is not meant to be PG. Yeah, and she was like, I just want it to be on, like, Hulu or yeah. something. And I I saw that, and, like, people have been retweeting it and, like, trying to do something. And they were like, all right, everyone, it's time to attack. Like, <laughs> but then I saw another tweet that was just like, let Lizzie fuck, let Lizzie fuck, let Lizzie fuck. <laughs> but think about it. No, it's not wrong. Like, we were 13, maybe. I don't remember if we were actually 13 when Lizzie was 13. Yeah. We were definitely close. Yeah. Yeah. Because if she's about to be 30 and we're all about to be 30, like, it works. You grow up. Like, you're not 13-year-old Lizzie forever. Like, yeah, Lizzie's not wearing, like, platform sandals and capris and just, like, having a crush on Ethan from down the hallway. Yeah. Like, no. Like, it totally makes sense. And also, the whole reason that even, like, came out was because they were going to do a love simon tv adaptation which that movie was beautiful i love that movie movie. did you read the book i cried but i love the movie and that boy was so sweet but they're calling it love victor and they're going to do a tv adaptation on disney plus but they pulled it because they said it wasn't family friendly which you all know what that means yeah that because he's gay yeah and it's so fucking stupid well they just had their first openly queer character in a cartoon yeah but Like, like Oh, it's so it makes me so angry. And so I don't know if they're going to talk about moving that to Hulu because Din- Disney has majority ownership now in Hulu. So they could still keep the rights and just move it. But 
I'm just like, we're never going to normalize things if we just keep succumbing to like bigots and people who just don't like, I don't know. I don't even want to get started on it, but I just hate it. I hate it. I hate it so much. Agreed. I don't even know how we got here. <laughs> um, because I tried to talk about Frozen 2. Because, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> there's some straight up villainy in that movie. Whenever y'all see it, we'll talk about it and I'll mm-hmm. tell you, like, why I'm thinking that if we remember. But, like, this is just fucked the fuck up. Yeah, it really is. And they just, like, threw it into this episode. Like, I don't even, I would argue that the Brenda storyline is the most important storyline. Yeah. But this is the same thing where, like, you get a really weird side plot mm, to mm-hmm. go with this. Like, mm-hmm. the idea that they've got Jim accusing Dylan of statutory rape in order for Dylan to convince Brenda to go to Europe and leave him for six weeks. Yeah. And then on the side, you've got Steve just, like, proposing, like, well, you are really boring on our date, so I'm going to date your sister, and then as soon as I get your sister alone, I'm going to try and fuck her. Right. Like, what the fuck? It was so messed up. What is happening? Yeah, it was messed up. Like, because that's not Steve either. Like, Steve no, loves to be physical, but I don't think he ever wants he to force physicality. Women. Yeah. Like, yeah. we have seen that when, like, Donna wears the stupid costumes, and he's like, nobody, like, you don't need to do this for everyone. Right. We love you how you are. When Kelly almost gets raped, and he immediately comes to her defense and is like, no, you mm-hmm. don't do that to people. Mm-hmm. Like, that's this is not Steve. Mm-mm. This is wrong. And like this is actually the next scene that happens. Yeah. Because good boy Brandon comes in as a self-respecting twin. I can't go through with this switcheroo thing, which just seems really funny to me because it's like, first of all, you're fraternal and you can't do the switcheroo with your sister. And second of all, he 100% would have done a switcheroo <laughs> with Brenda if you were identical. Yeah, totally. Challenge me on that. Uh-huh. Like literally fight me. I dare you. You would win. Yeah. But then the the girls come up, Steve grabs not Claire, and then Claire comes over to Brandon, and and Brandon's like, oh, well, I was going to tell her that I'm not going to do this date. And then he's like, you're not Rory. Which I'm like, how do you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My exact thoughts was like, how? Because he's a twin. Okay. Twin tuition. Yeah, no, that's not a thing. That's not how that works. Especially with fraternal twins. Well, like, just because you are also a twin, like, I don't know, I... Also a question for identical twins. If you meet other identical twins, can you immediately tell them apart? Yeah. Or is it like, because, like, I would confuse people just because I don't know them. Correct. And also, like, people have asked me before, because I'm a twin, like, do you guys have a twin connection? Like, if your sister's upset, can you feel it too? Absolutely not. No. No clue. I've known, (laughs) like, again, most of the twins I know are fraternal and, like, I know twins that have a lot of stuff in common, fraternal mm-hmm. or identical, but, like, I have never heard anyone be like, ouch, my twin needs me. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's not a thing. Like, could you imagine we were talking about how Raymond broke his arm in the desert and nobody knew where he was? Could you imagine if, like, Quentin just shot out of bed and was like, Raymond needs me? Yeah. Like, like he's like, why does my why arm does my hurt? arm hurt? Why does it feel like I have a, a compound fracture, my bone sticking out? Like, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they did break their arms at the same time. Oh, my but, God. Like, <laughs> very different things happen. Like they weren't together and it wasn't, it was not like Raymond got into a, you know, dirt biking accident and then Quentin just woke up with a broken arm. Like this is <laughs> not how that happened. What if, it, what if that was how it happened? Just <laughs> they're each other's voodoo doll. Yes. Like, can you imagine? Yeah. Like what if you actually don't pa- like break your arm, but you pass it to your twin. So if you get injured, 
It's not you that gets injured. It's your twin. Oh, my God. This is a really good sci-fi story. Should we write this? <laughs> this is also copyright. Mary, write that down, and you should write it because you're the best writer out of all of us by far. <laughs> by far. But, yeah, no, that's actually a really interesting concept. Let's yes. write the screenplay. That would a good, like, short story or something. Oh, screenplay. I'm thinking big screen. Okay. <laughs> well, we're we... going to write a movie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And we're going to call it? <laughs> we'll come up with that later. Yeah, we'll come up with it later. There will be a title. Yeah. Well, it's like, um, did y'all hear about the story of how Hair Love like got started to oh, go up yeah. to win the Oscar? Mm-hmm. Like, we're just gonna put this shit on Twitter and just be like, we got a really good idea. Yeah. And then you know, it's not exactly like an uplifting story that makes you cry and makes you feel seen, but it might make you break an arm. <laughs> If you have a twin. <laughs> oh, we should call Jordan Peele. Oh my God, he so would do it. <laughs> I think. I don't know him personally. Know, like, he would make it good, though. That's so That's true. What I'm, so, okay. I'm partially like, we should call him with the idea so that he can punch it up after we're done. But at the same time, like, he might do it. So, I have a, uh, I know somebody at work who's written screenplays and he's gotten them, like, sold. I mean, for pennies, basically. And... One of them actually got made into, like, a really terrible horror movie. Oh, no. I mean, in his credit, he said they changed a lot of it. That doesn't surprise me at all. But there were some reviews on it. There was, like, one review that was, like, don't ever watch this movie. Like, it was so bad. (laughs) He showed it to me. But moral of the story is, I know someone who's had a screenplay sold before. So if we write this, we might have a connection. You know what we need? Tyler Perry lives in Atlanta. You're so right. Okay. I follow this improv girl (laughs) on Instagram. I'm telling you, we're going to make this happen on Twitter. I just need to join her improv troupe. This is going to be a real slow burn. (laughs) Well, we need time to write it, so... Perfect. Yeah. I'll plant the seed now. I'll go join the improv troupe today. And then she's been at Tyler Perry's studio because I think she has like a side note like side job or something that she works there i don't know i just follow her on instagram (laughs) (laughs) but i'll meet her and find out (laughs) then we'll get into tyler perry's studio casually do like the captain holt thing the fbi thing that they did in brooklyn 99 where they switch it out and you go in and talk about sex in the city with the security guard (laughs) so you can put the screenplay on the mail cart and see, I'm literally, I'm thinking when Leslie Nope had to go put her proposal in in D.C. And she was like, I would like to present this proposal. And they're like, put it on the pile. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's that's fine. 75 other screenplays about this identical thing. We're but like, but it's about top. twins. And then they're like, then put it on the twin pile. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But it's sci-fi. Well, okay, that's an even bigger pile. Yeah, there's the sci-fi twin pile down the hallway. Yeah. It's all alphabetical. Just go find your pile. <laughs> yeah. But then <laughs> we get the guy I know at work to talk to the his people. I don't know who his people are. And it's we'll have his made. people call their people. Exactly. And somehow we get it made and maybe make $10. Who knows? <laughs> you know what? Those residual checks. Exactly. That's our passive income. Oh, my God. Done. Then we can spend all of our time starting our media group and creating Babe Alert. Babe Alert. And I'm not saying my other one because I actually think that one could be I think it's a really good idea. It makes me so mad that John doesn't want to do it with us. We're going to have to do it without him. Being married to a contrarian is real hard. He's not going to get the residual checks from this. You would. You know what? That's my money. That's not our money. Exactly. Well, shit, we got our whole lives figured out now. (laughs) 
moral of the story, this is why Lizzie McGuire needs to fuck. <laughs> Let Lizzie fuck. <laughs> Guys, let's get that hashtag going. <laughs> She'll see it. <laughs> hashtag Beverly Hills 90210. Hashtag Let Lizzie McGuire fuck. Lizzie needs to fuck. Oh, man. <laughs> Brenda wow. didn't fuck so that Lizzie could fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> Brenda stayed celibate so Lizzie McGuire could fuck. <laughs> this is gold. <laughs> oh, guys, leave us reviews. Like, people need to hear this content. <laughs> leave us reviews. After we make the twin movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then we'll really get seen. <laughs> Once we have a ton of content out there, then everyone can see how amazing we are. Perfect. <clears throat> All right. Anyway, <laughs> you know, it. Steve is making his famous mango margaritas, and it kind of sounds like we're drunk. It does, though. <laughs> right? <laughs> but these are, like, really tired. good ideas. Oh, my God. We just watched the episode of New Girl where um, they have their bachelor and bachelorette parties. Oh, so God. Cece and Jess get high. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's such a good episode. Oh, my God. Is that when they go to Bed Bath & Beyond or whatever? Uh, yeah. It's, like, the Sur La Tabla of yeah. whatever. And they're, like, uh, this came this way. And then she's, like, you clearly did this yourself. And they're, like, are you saying we beat this with a stick? Is that what you did? You beat it with a stick. <laughs> and you know what? Then Cece went mama bear. She I'm tying did. it back in. She did. Just like Cindy went mama bear, except Cece Way too far. was not this. Yes. But so yeah, true. so Steve is making his famous margaritas, and then Rory, who's not Claire, is mm -hmm. like, well, I'm not going anywhere with you if you've been drinking. And he's like, all right, let's just fuck. And he yeah. gets like on top of her. And then she's just like... What? And also, he thinks she's Claire and is trash-talking her sister to her. Yeah. Which, like, you wouldn't even do that if they weren't twins. Like, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. this is not real. Yeah. None of this is real. It's but yeah, real. he, like, gets his comeuppance and she leaves and whatever and everyone has a laugh at Steve's expense. And then all of a sudden, in, like, the next scene, he's recovered from sun poisoning. And yeah, we'll never fun. talk about this again. Right. And Ugh. then we're at Casa Wash again. And they're having a dinner with uh, Dylan and Brenda. Yeah, and everyone's, like, super dressed up. And Cindy's just like, do you like this recipe that I made? <laughs> I got it out of my authentic cooking from Paris cookbook. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I said Paris. That's Speaking France. of Paris, have you seen this envelope with your name on it? And it's literally tickets. And she's like, you got me tickets to Paris? I couldn't put that together. I know. The idea that, like, it takes all of this and then Jim being like, we got you a spot. You already have a place to stay. Here mm -hmm. are your tickets. Go. Which, under any other circumstance, this would be amazing. And Brenda would flip. Mm -hmm. But because it's under the shadiest and shittiest circumstance, I hate it. Yeah. Well, and, like... I feel so bad for Dylan that he has to do all of this. And he's such a good guy by not telling her yeah. that this is what's going on. But I love him being like, we can last six weeks apart. Yeah. Like, we can do this. Yeah, exactly. And then this is when Cindy has that weird conversation with her where she's like, oh, I thought I was going to have time to get to Paris and London. And then I met your father and we never left Minnesota. Yeah, he And then I became such an amazing homebody that I literally never left Minnesota and got furious when we moved across the country 
and then I almost left him mm-hmm. to go travel. Like, Jim makes money. Y'all can travel. Right. And it's not like the kids, like, they're in high school. They can be They fuck alone. up while you're there. It doesn't matter if you leave. Exactly. Like, get over Just go to Paris. But yeah, she says all of this stuff like, well, if you don't go now, you're never going to go, which, uh-huh. like, pisses me off because, I mean, no. Yeah. Like, you can still live your life after you're married. Mm-hmm. Like, the, I, it feels like they're literally trying to tell Brenda that, like, falling in love and moving in together and getting married and all of that is basically the end of your life. So yeah, you have to do all this over. stuff before you do that. Shoot. I went to Disney World and Paris after I got married. <laughs> <laughs> you went to Disney World in Paris. Yeah. So literally I've been, <laughs> I was never at Disney World when I was a kid. It took me turning like 25 to go to Disney World and then 28 or 20, however the fuck how old I am, to go to Disneyland Paris and Paris. Mm-hmm. My life started when I got married. <laughs> I know. I've done more international traveling since getting married yeah. than not. Like, right. Fun fact. Double income yes. means you can go do things. Exactly. It makes things a lot easier. Just get a fucking job, Cindy. Well, that's the other thing. <laughs> Stop recycling all the time. We'll still recycle. but Still just recycle. But like also, recycling should not take your entire day. Exactly. Or turn recycling into your job. Or make a side hustle and do your garden and sell your crops. food (laughs) does this become a stardew valley podcast (laughs) can it (laughs) please (laughs) no it's really just animal crossing (laughs) both but yeah so she's leaving tomorrow so she like runs off to go pack and dylan's just like don't worry jim yeah i didn't tell her what you did by the way if we had just handled this like adults probably would have been fine also did you see his pocket watch Yes. He was like looking at his pocket watch, a click, click, and then back in. He's like, it took me 20 seconds to convince her while right? Jim has been threatening people with statutory rape charges. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hated how they were just mate. cool. I know. They just got over things. Yeah. Which like, I, I don't think that fits either because like during the season finale, they were screaming at each other. Mm-hmm. Like they've been screaming at each other for episodes. Yeah. I like, hate it. Like the season finale, the first episode. Uh, the episode before the season finale. Like, literally, it has been, like, three episodes of screaming, and then Jim was just like, here's my endgame. I will have you arrested and sent to jail. Yeah. So fix it. And, like, I know this is a TV show and it's fictional, but if somebody, if the person that I was dating, if their parents spoke to me like that, I would break up with the person. Oh, I'd be out. Like, in a heartbeat. I'm sorry. I don't know how much high school love I have for this person. I'm out. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like Dylan. Yeah, respect is earned, but Dylan hasn't done anything to not have respect. I mean, I would argue that Brenda's the one that's doing all of the things to lose the respect, but they're taking it out on Dylan. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's neither here nor there because we jumped to the next day and now Brandon's butt hurt. He is so butt hurt that she got away with something and then he makes that stupid comment maybe i should just go get drunk and crash my car again and that's like are you kidding me yeah because he's i go get drunk and crash my car again and get a dui and i was like all right i'm sorry you got a dui and brenda got in trouble for wine spilling on the floor yeah you got drugged and had your car completely chopped up and brenda got in trouble for leaving you there he's literally mad because brenda got one good thing in her life yeah and it wasn't him that got it i feel like if we like you know put it on scales and compared the two like honestly they're even at this point yeah for sure that's fine Mm -hmm. and he's furious and then 
they <laughs> I do love that they have the conversation where he's talking to Steve about finding a girl and he goes, We're gonna find you a girl if that's the last thing we do and then Andrea walks by yep. and I was like, Sandria? Yep. And I I wanted it so bad. I, I was like, this has to mean something. She but just I, walked right back. But it doesn't because she's going to give Peter Krause his 10 seconds of screen time. I was about to say, I love that they called him in for a day of work for just this one tiny scene. They've done it twice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's only in like three episodes. Exactly. And he gets full credits for standing there and being kissed. Mm-hmm. Which, and like, I love that they him. do, like, the only reason to bring him in was to make Brandon jealous. I know. And he gets so jealous. I'm good with it. He's a I'm perfect so character. He really is. He makes Andrea happy and he makes Brandon mad. I Two love birds, him. birds, one stone. I love that they're like, can you believe she is still with Jay? Did you know he used to be the editor of... <laughs> yeah. They, they like, name drop him, but, like, career drop him or whatever. Yeah, they're, they're like, in case you didn't remember who this random is yeah. that you've only seen for 30 seconds total. Right. But also, Brandon, remember how cool he is that and you're not? <laughs> yeah, and Brandon's just like, whatever, guys. I don't even, I, I don't even care. I don't whatever. Care. I'm just, I'm just going to leave. Whatever. Yeah. Let's go say bye to my sister. Yeah, and then they go to the send-off. And actually, the Donna and David send-off was pretty cute. Everything is fine until it gets to Jim. And then Jim's being like, I want you to think long and hard about the relationship you want to have with us. With yeah. this, like, vague threatening. And then... When she's like saying goodbye to Brandon, did you notice that Jim is standing in the back staring at them and rubbing Cindy? No. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, my pet. <laughs> no, he's yeah, he's just like sitting there and just like rubbing her nonstop up and oh down and up boy. and down while I they're owe talking. This all to you, wife. And then they like go into hug and James Eichhaus moves his head around. Oh my god. <laughs> you just see Jim lurking in the back. Oh. I, it's, I have in all caps, why is Jim standing in the back rubbing Cindy and staring at his children? Ugh. But then, Ugh. like, <laughs> they get into the van mm -hmm. and they don't sit next to each other, <laughs> which is weird. It was weird. And then they say something where we learn that Donna is also terrified of flying. Yes, it's a whole mood. <laughs> I relate to this on such a high level. And then they go to leave. And the last thing that Brenda sees is Dylan and Kelly walking away alone together. And right. she is just like, motherfucker. What? And one right before that, Dylan tells Brenda not to fall in love with someone over there. Oh, yeah. Because then like. They're talking and like, I don't remember who Kelly's talking to, but then like she even says to him, like, maybe I'll, you know, hook up with you at some, or meet up with you at some point. And mm -hmm. he's just like, and like, whatever. But then they walk away together and like, I don't, I don't want that. Well, there is no reason to show them walking away together because they've known each other for their whole lives other than to be like viewers, pay attention to this. And then let's look at Brenda's reaction. Yeah. Like, they are, they're not even trying to hide the fact no. that Dylan is going to cheat on Brenda with her best friend. Yep. And I'm furious about it. Because he's the one that just said we can last six weeks apart. Mm-hmm. Like, what I mean, I honestly think they're both going to have a fling. Oh, almost definitely. I mean, they so, already did. Yeah. But, like, yeah. I don't want it to be with Kelly. Yeah, I, I was fine with it being with Sarah Betty. Mm -hmm. Because that's just tangential enough to, like, make it mean something. Sure. But I don't want it to be with Kelly. I don't it. think that's right. Yeah, I mean, but I know it's no gonna happen. To break I up know that it's gonna happen. Yeah, it's breaking up the friendship. It's ruining the entire friend the group. group because everyone's gonna have to pick sides, and you know, Brandon's gonna be an asswipe about it. Yeah, 
He's like, going to somehow pick, like, no side. Yeah, he's going to sit in the middle and just be like, none of this has anything to do with me. Mm-hmm. And then fucking gossip about everybody behind gonna their say, back. None exactly. of this has anything to do with me. And then 10 minutes later, he's going to get right in the middle of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's his favorite. And yep. he's just deluding himself thinking it's not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which like, is Brandon in a nutshell. Yeah. It's, it's just going to make everyone look bad. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be fair to anybody that gets caught up in the collateral damage. Totally. Like, as much as I'm going to hate on Brandon, it's not fair to him that he's going to get caught up in this. Mm-hmm. It's not fair to Donna. It's not fair to David. You know, whatever. Jim Jim and Cindy trying to fix this bullshit with threats and a trip to Paris fucked it up more. Yeah, I mean, gonna they're, be honest. they're the ones that, like, caused the ripple effect. You know what is a storyline that probably should have been talked about? Brenda going to therapy and telling her therapist about all of this shit that's happening. That would have been right. A, that would have been a great storyline. I thought that too. Like instead of just all of that, Jim could have just been like, "Brenda, go talk to your therapist." Right. Yeah. Which, but like, because Jim was never really in support of a therapist to begin with. Oh my god, I forgot about that. But Cindy was, and Brenda seemed to like have a good experience. So yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's a teen drama, so the things that should happen are not going to be the things that actually happen, but I'm still going to sit here being like, but realistically, mm-hmm. should have just dealt with your feelings. Mm-hmm. But totally I mean, agree. whatever, none of that happened, so what would you grade what actually happened? Yeah, I think I originally gave it too generous of a grade, I gave it a C plus, but I want to walk it back and give it like a C minus. Um, even maybe a D just because of how inconsistent two of the major characters were because I almost feel like Cindy has always been sort of like the most stable character maybe just because she's been there. She's been like the rock to lean on for the other kids when they're having issues in their home. She's generally been on the right side of things. Um, and outside of the 17-year itch, she's she's very much been consistent with who she is and what she wants. Um, and then with Steve, yeah, it was like a total curveball. Yeah. Um, that made him into a not-so-good character and one that we've been developing this love affair for for three or two and a half seasons or two seasons now, two full seasons. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so I don't really have like a D for something, but, yeah, I think I'm going to give it a D. I give it a D for Don't You Dare. Mm. yeah don't you dare change cindy and steve like that yeah like literally the last thing it was no no <laughs> don't you dare yeah and then i was like oh d for don't you dare yeah like no it's perfect don't fuck with these people yeah like don't like you can fuck back. with them for the sake of like making interesting storylines mm-hmm. and like i do wonder if i looked at other like dramas like this how i would think about them because i feel like with riverdale like it's pretty consistent that i have hated archie for everything that archie has ever done in his right. life like mm-hmm. i don't think they ever retconned something because like they thought it would be an interesting storyline no like he he sucked the whole time yeah <laughs> and like i don't know yeah i mean i just feel like if you're gonna like it's one thing to have a character make a mistake and another to just change who they are yeah well like, the thing is like, if it was a mistake but. i'm i'm just really curious to see what steve's gonna be like for the rest of the summer did exactly. this like weird almost like not almost this weird overly aggressive like super creepy thing like what is this gonna do to him for the rest of the summer yeah are we ever going to see any of this shit happen again right yeah or is it was it a blip or... and i'm i'm positive it was a blip yeah because like what 
what's the next episode? What are we talking about next uh, week? Next week, it's season three, episode three, Too Little Too Late slash Paris 75001. Yeah. I, oh, okay. It, yeah. like, took me a minute. I was like, oh, a Paris zip code. Yeah. So it seems like, and it, it looks like for the next few episodes, it's like a, almost like a two-parter where it's not really, like, two different episodes, but it's, like, what's blah, happening blah, blah, in Paris slash blah, blah, blah. what's happening in Beverly Hills. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to have time to even give Steve storyline. Yeah. Because there's going to be too much stuff going on. Exactly. So, uh, but yeah, that's next week. Um, season three, episode three, Too Little Too Late, slash Paris 75001. So, until then, you can send us emails at backtopodcast at gmail.com. That's B-A-C-K-T-O podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and make sure you also follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We're at Back to Podcast. And leave us some comments, like our stuff, and tell your friends to follow. Yeah, and you can leave us, you know, five-star ratings. You can leave us reviews on iTunes. You can share us from there. You can subscribe, da 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 I mean, I think that we have just provided you with, you know, an hour plus of comedy gold. And <laughs> maybe that needs to be rewarded with, like, a good job, guys. Thumbs up. Yeah, like, either a good job thumbs up or, you know, a comment or just sharing it on all your crap. Yeah, like, if, if you laughed, tell your friends. You know yeah. what? Tweet us the name of our twin horror movie. Yeah. And we'll give you a credit on the movie. That's right. There's Facts. a lot we'll do it. on it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, I guess we'll just see you guys next week. And for all of us back to podcasts, I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. I'm Mary. Bye. See ya.